official podcast of Chicken Shack Collective. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Welcome to the Hive, everyone. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff, and we've got a full house again this week. Can't wait to rock and roll and talk all things New Mexico United. But first and foremost, let's let's uh, bring back to the table. Let's see who we've got here. To my right, we got Josh. How are you doing tonight, Josh? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Glad to have you back. No more, you know, being thrown out of matches again. No. No. All right. Good. No. I no. saw you roaming around on the field Saturday night. You know, you and Adam. You and Adam. Yeah. Hope you guys got some good shots for us. Yeah. Adam got an incredible one. He even got one that looks like of uh, Santi. Yeah. Like when he after he kicked it, you know how players tend to like lean to the side. It looks like Santi is floating on air. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> make sure you still, uh, turn in the seek and strike to see those ones. Cause yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Chris got those in the in one of our articles that are coming out. You should. Like any minute now. Hopefully, or mm. yeah, I don't know. Sitting across the table, of course. Yeah. As always, Chris. Chris Walker, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing so good right now. <laughs> just on wings. I don't know what's going on. You got something in your eye, like? Oh, he's drinking that white claw. Okay, I see what it does. <laughs> All right, Chris, how's your weekend been? Man, my weekend was good. It was chill. Got into a little uh, of the claw action. Felt like a woo girl. That's cool. <laughs> a woo girl. Okay. No, no, no. It's cool, man. I was. I had a good weekend. All right, and of course. Sitting next to Chris, Alicia. Alicia, how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing good, thank you. All right, glad to have you. And before we get too much further, we do have a special guest tonight. We teased it up last week. We've got from the from Alexa United. You guys know him, the man with his own hashtag, Tyler Ortega. Tyler, super excited to have you with us tonight. How have you been? Like, what's going on with you? Um, I think the the best way to put it is I'm I'm tired right now, guys. We had a, a long week last week, a, a successful week. Um, you know, New Mexico United was able to take uh, four points there from the two home matches. So it was uh, a long week there for us, but uh, a good week. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm ready to go. We're getting ready for uh, next match coming up against Los Dos here at home yeah. in a couple weeks. So I think we got two weeks. We have Portland in between. So you know, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But before we get too much further, you know, we of course, each and every show, we like to start out by thanking those who have been supporting us, who have been so kind to us. Use, uh, the music. So the band, the song you heard at the top of the show, "Humor Me," that is of course the band California Redemption. If you want to find out more about the band, you can find their their music on Bandcamp. That is California with a K. And everyone gathered around the table. We are of course Seek and Strike. Uh, I have so much to talk about tonight. We've got our Dural Motors revved up recaps. We've got two of them. We're going to jump into. We got both El Paso and Austin from this past week. We're going to preview the match against Portland. We've got some EPL talk coming up. And Tyler's sitting here and is. Uh, Hotspurs uh, kit over here. Uh, you know, we're not going to shame him for that. You know, <laughs> I, the only thing I will say is you're teetering on a yellow card there, Seth, by calling it a Hotspurs you're right. kit. You're right. What is it? it? It's a Spurs kit. Spurs Ooh. kit. You're right. It's not hot though. It's pretty hot. It's okay. pretty <laughs> white hot. Those stickers are that hot. <laughs> Almost humming. That is a, a very clean looking kid. I love the look of it. You know, at least it's not angry words like we've got. <laughs> Thanks. You know. But, you know, for those of you listening live, you know, you can listen uh, to us each and every week uh, by going uh, 
through uh, through the links that we throw out on our social medias. And if you are listening live, you can of course send in questions. Hopefully, we've got quite a few for us tonight. Josh is nodding his head yes. So if you're if you are listening now, if you haven't gotten one in already, you can text us at 505-377-8706. And as always, tonight's show is brought to you, of course, by our sponsors, Roadrunner Law Firm and Doral Motors. You know, we can't thank them enough for their continued support of what we do here and their support of the club throughout the season. I mean, let's jump right into it. I mean, where do you guys want to start? We've got, I see, we, we, we talked about, we're gonna, I mentioned it, we're going to talk some EPL, we're going to talk El Paso, we're going to talk Austin. But, I mean, I don't know where you guys want to go first with those, but before we do that, though, we do want to, you know, send our condolences, our thoughts and prayers out to the, the victims of the family, you know, and, and families of the shootings that happened over the past few days in El Paso and uh, Dayton, and there was another one in Chicago, right? So, I mean, we'll take, we're going to take a quick moment of silence um, for, for all those families. So, you know, it's been a tough weekend, you know, it, it, it's just saddening to, to keep hearing about this stuff going on, you know, whether it's, I mean, and for, it, while none of us are affected personally by, by these events over the past few days, you know, it, it does affect, you know, the communities around us. Uh, we actually, you know, as far as soccer goes, it affected the El Paso match this past weekend that's been postponed. Um, but, you know, that soccer's not what's important at times like this. You know, we've seen it with other tragedies where sporting events, uh, you know, were postponed. And I think that when the time is right, getting player, getting the communities back together for, uh, in sporting events is a way to bring those communities back together. But for now, like, all we can do is just, you know, just hope and pray that this doesn't happen to anyone that we know and that, you know, Hopefully something can be done to, to help, you know, those who are who are suffering, you know, that, that caused this this destruction and and be with those who were personally affected by by these events. So I mean I don't know if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to add on that or not, but I think you summed it up, Seth. Alright. So I mean you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to lighten up the mood here a little bit. So like I mentioned, where do you guys want to start? Do we wanna start with El Paso? I mean that was a great night for us. Do we want to talk EPL first? What do we want to do? I'll open up to you guys. Mm. I don't know. It's up to you guys. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk something good. Let's talk about the wins over El Paso and uh, the tie with Austin. All right, let's do that. So okay. obviously, you know, Wednesday night, we, the club is back at home after nearly two months. I mean, we got a 3 0 win against El Paso. B's got a, a pair of goals. I mean, He's up for goal of the week again. Or he, I'm sorry, he, he's up for goal of the week this week. My boy Brucey got it the week before. So, you know. I, I just got to interrupt. So, uh, so in the El Paso match, uh, we hadn't got two goals, right? Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, like, when they said that he was star player of the match, I said, nope, because Seth says Brucey is. <laughs> 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 no, it, it was well deserved. Well deserved by Dees. You know, he he went out there. He played unbelievably well. I mean, you know, for a uh, goal of opportunity, then another just tremendous header. Uh, I think he has really come along in this season. He he has, and and I want to throw a quick shout out to Kavon Freider on that second goal yes. that B scored. Uh, Kavon sent that defender for a hot dog twice. 
in the span of about three seconds and then put a beautiful cross in the box that uh, Bees was able to head in and, and I actually saw Bees there in the store uh, the next day and, and I asked him, I was like, dude, when's the last time you scored a header? And he looks at me and goes, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever scored a header. Yeah. And I said, well, you couldn't tell because the placement on that shot was pretty perfect. And, <laughs> it was. I actually saw a tweet uh, today from Andrew Gunn. Uh, said that was Bees' first professional header mm -hmm. uh, for a goal. And he, you know, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, you can't, uh, come on. I mean, I, I'm glad they put the entire clip up on the USL Championship website. Because, I mean, Kevon's one of the best footwork in the league. You know, and, and you can tell that Kevon is Jamaican when he gets down on the flanks. You know, he likes to dance around with the ball. He likes to be a little show-offy. That's, that's true reggae boy football right there. And, yeah. and you know, he, he loves it. You know, and he looks good doing it. And, you know, it works. Yeah. I mean, also, you know, as well as the attitude. Me, since me and Adam are so close, when he gets upset, that accent gets very thick. Yeah. And he starts yelling. So we're like... Yeah. <laughs> so it was cool to see his accent come like fully thick out yelling at the referee. So I love that guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully we, we don't see any more yellows for him at least for a little while, you know, but we, we've talked about it before. You know, his, his temperament, it, it just it brings so much energy to the pitch. And that's something that you know, we've, any club needs, but especially in a, in a group like what we have here. I mean, it just seems to fire everybody else up when Kavan's out there and, you know, barking and, you know, really getting into it. Yeah, I mean, Kavan, I, I think he can be the best player on the field whenever he wants to be, honestly. And, and the way that they've been pairing Dev and Kev up top, their playing styles being so different, you know, Kavan's burst of, of pace and, you know, his finishing, he's able to dribble. He's, he's a high-quality player, you know. I mean, what else can we take away from El Paso? I mean, the locomotive came up here thinking that they would, you know, somehow stop what we were doing. I mean, we all know that our run of our, our run of matches leading into it hadn't been great, but we all saw what we've all seen what this club can do. I mean, I was, I'm going to pull up our uh, predictions here in just a second to go back and look at what we said last week. Um, but I mean, Alicia, what did, what was your take? Did you see anything unexpected? No, well, I did think he's better was going to play that match, and then I found out that he wasn't on the starting 11 or the subs, which I knew was going to be a very different atmosphere for Locomotive. And then I saw Yuma get out there, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Hopefully nothing happens, but he's um, all around a great player, and our boys really did a great job, and it was nice having them back home again. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. I mean... The attendance that, uh, the other night was just unreal. I mean, two nights in a row we've had just crazy attendance numbers. So we're still number one in the league in average attendance. I mean, Tyler, you're, you know, you're an account executive for the club. I mean, from your perspective, like, what, what has this meant to, first of all, you guys in the front office, like seeing the numbers that are coming in, like, do you already have a wait list for next season as well as season tickets? <laughs> um, so, so as far as a wait list goes, not not yet. Um, we'll put it that way. Um, I know we're we're set to start doing. Uh, we'll start off with our renewals, obviously for existing season ticket holders. They'll get priority access uh, over over the general public. So we'll go through them first, and then we'll we'll go through our half season plan holders, and then we'll open it up to the general public after that. Um, so that's kind of the timeline of things. Um, so that should be coming up here pretty soon from what I understand. So we're, we're definitely excited about that. Um, and kind of from a, a front office perspective, 
you know, once we had that very first game back on, on March 9th and we saw there were 12,000 plus people out there on a cold March night that wanted to go and see some soccer, you know, and, and we followed it up on a Wednesday night shortly after that with, you know, 8,000 people, which crazy enough, that's been our lowest point of the season. I think that's the only yeah. time we've been under 10,000. But um, just from a front office perspective, it just continues to blow us away at, at how engaged our, our fans are and not even just our, our existing fans, but the new fans that are coming in from the community every single week. You know, every single week, it's somebody's first New Mexico United game. Yeah. So, so it's it's just incredible. Let me ask you this. Early in the season, you know, and Peter's kind of talked about it a little bit, there were issues getting fans into the stadium just because there were so many people. Like, was that, and it's gotten a lot better as the season has progressed. Like, we haven't really seen those issues again. Like, did you guys have anything to help, like, fix that issue or is that more like a, just an operations type deal and what was done to help facilitate it? Um, I think a little bit of both, honestly. Um, I mean, obviously we heard all of that feedback from all of our fans and, and one thing we, we'd want from our fans is feedback because that's really the only way we'll know, especially for our staff that's mainly inside the gates. You know, we don't typically see what's going on outside the gates. So um, yeah, we heard all of that. You know, we, we did implement some, some new operational procedures that kind of helped ease the line in and you know it, it's it's kind of a high class problem to have you know we we only have two main entrances yeah. at isotopes park you know that facility i don't think they're just not you know built for those type of crowds especially um you know when they're not really used to housing that many people yeah. you know so um i you know we we did make some operational changes i mean for instance you'll you'll actually see myself along with a couple of my other colleagues out there directing line traffic mm -hmm. um, leading up to or, or shortly after kickoff for that matter. Um, I was actually out there on Wednesday um, directing traffic right after kickoff. So, um, you know, we're still learning. A lot of it came with, with growing pains. You know, it's a, a lot of our, our first times doing anything like this. You know, a lot of us, we don't have very much uh, sports experience in our front office. We do have a little bit, um, but it was, it was just us, you know, kind of building the plane as we fly and, and we're still figuring things out. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we started opening up gates uh, 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. So now we're doing them an hour and a half prior to kickoff instead of just an hour. And, you know, just little things like that to help alleviate those, those lines. Can we get a, uh, like a season ticket gate, kind of like the, uh, the secret <laughs> gate to Hogwarts? <laughs> you know, that, that has been discussed um, in our meetings. Uh, unfortunately, that's, that's not my call to make. But, you know, uh, that, that's definitely something that we're looking once we get our own stadium, that'd be very cool. I mean, I know that. I know. Have you guys seen the? I'm sure you've seen the fan rendition of what they would want to see that went on on Facebook a while back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, architects yeah. in the uh, <laughs> digital architects. I like to call them in the uh, the Facebook Nation group. But some of those renderings are great. You know, I, I think I saw one even like cut out and and taped up together. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Really creative, really creative. Our, our fans are, you know, just the, the best in the league with yeah. some of the stuff that they do and the lengths they go to. <laughs> I think I think the only improvement I have right now with the current facilities that are available is maybe have some directing traffic right behind home plate, like that, the, the concourse there. 
I mean, I, I was trying to get cotton candy for my kids every <laughs> night. And, like, you've got three stalls right there all serving beer and then just log jams that whole area right there between the merch table and, like, the beer stalls. <laughs> I'm like, it took me 20 minutes to get three things of cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, and even as a staff member, you know, we, you see us all with the, the headsets looking. I, we've been told we look like Secret Service, yeah. which is no, it's kind of funny. You, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get called on the radio and we need to go somewhere in the ballpark and you just stop where you're at and you think how am I going to get there yeah like what is the quickest way and you the main number one rule is avoid the main concourse you know yeah. and I know uh, our fans don't necessarily have that luxury but uh, again you know we're <laughs> filling isotopes park every single game um, one of those another of those uh, high-class problems yeah. it's know? a good problem to have and I think it just goes to show uh, the desire that there is the hunger that there is for professional soccer here in Albuquerque it's it's tremendous, honestly. Um, you know, I, I remember sitting in meetings where we were hoping to have you know six to eight thousand fans a game, and you know, like I said, uh, I think eighty three hundred was our low point this season one yeah. time. Yeah. So it, it's it's obviously um, a need that's been fulfilled here in the state, and and the way that uh, our executives have gone about it, Peter and the marketing team, they've done such a fantastic job at at spreading the message and. Um, you know, really communicating what the club is about and not even just that, but they get out in the community and you see them hands on. So yeah. I think that's been the biggest thing is that not only Albuquerque, not only Albuquerque, but the state shows that we, we do genuinely care. Yeah. Um, and they see that and I think they're embracing that. So it's, it's good. Now you mentioned the club being out in the community and you know, we were talking before the show, I, mentioned, I, I saw Ron Patel over at a community back to school event. Mm-hmm. And I, even even these small events, you know, the club's getting involved and really getting hands-on. And that's something that you don't see a lot of other clubs doing across any sport. You know, just really being that hands-on. And I think it's a, a real testament to what everyone at the club is doing from top to bottom. Yeah, you know, and, and speaking of those small events, you know, tabling, it was just not even a year ago that, you know, when I started with New Mexico United, almost a year ago to the date actually, we were out at Bernalillo on cold Saturday mornings with our USL New Mexico tent and we didn't have a logo, nobody knew who we were. And it was just getting out to those kind of events. We were at Indigenous Comic Con, we were at Hopfest, just these you know, places that you wouldn't expect to find a pro soccer team with a table at. So um, I think it's more so just kind of, you know, just like I said, staying in the community, uh, really keeping true to our roots and, and showing people that, you know, now that we are, you know, what we are, we're not just going to brush you all off and, yeah. you know, stay high and mighty. Well, let me ask you this. You, you just mentioned that it's been right around a year since you got involved. With it. How did you get involved in the club? Like, what was your introduction to, to Peter and the group, and then, of course, getting the position that you have now? Um, so I, I, I know you guys probably know this, but I, I've done broadcasting with ProView Networks since 2012 now. Wow, that's crazy that I say that. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I've done some Albuquerque Soul games uh, over years past, and I was able to get to know Ron kind of through that. And um, once I found out we were getting a pro soccer team uh, there in June of last year when the announcement was made, I was the most excited person in the world. You know, I, I actually purchased a season ticket deposit. I was part of the top first 60. I was a number 57, actually, wow. of putting my season ticket deposit down. So I was so excited about this club. I was going to be there regardless. Um, and I was, I was working at uh, one of the hotels here in town in their sales department as their admin and just kind of looking at the news and stuff and checking out the, the new soccer team's website. And 
they said they were hiring. So I, I kind of had a look <laughs> at that and threw a shot in the dark and, and uh, I applied. I, I went through the interview process, had a, you know, a phone interview, in-person interview. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was very fortunate to, to land my dream job. You know, I, I, I honestly, I say it, you know, all the time. Uh, when people ask, how are you doing? I say, I'm living the dream. And, and it's, uh, it's honest to God fact. It's, it's really, really cool. Now, it certainly seems like you're living the dream. You know, we just see you walking around, you know, like you said, looking like Secret Service and all, and all decked out and stuff. But, you know, it's for you as a soccer fan, like how big of it, we've talked about how big it is for us, you know, having a, a soccer club here that we can, you know, support and go out and see each other. For you, you know, obviously, you know, you're a Spurs fan. You know, how big is it for you to, to have a club here that you've been able to support and be a part part of from day one. You know, uh, as far as being a part of it from day one, it is one of the most, if not the most in, incredible thing that I've been able to be a part of in, in my life. But um, from the perspective of being a soccer fan, um, I'll give you guys a little bit of backstory. I, I did not grow up a soccer fan. You know, I'm, I'm from a small town here in New Mexico, Santa Rosa, which is about an hour and a half east here of Albuquerque, and, and soccer doesn't exist out there, mm -hmm. even today. They don't have youth leagues, they don't have middle school teams, high school teams, like that's small town USA where football is, is king. So I really wasn't exposed to the game. Um, you know, I, I dabbled in a little bit uh, when I was in like middle school with the 06 World Cup, and uh, you know, but I never really cared about it until I got into college here uh, at UNM. Um, and that's really when I became a, a big soccer fan. So just being a soccer fan for probably about the last seven or eight years and, and really, you know, like you said, embracing Tottenham and, and the whole culture behind that, um, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I can't believe that we really have, you know, a, a real professional level team here and it happens to be a soccer team, which is something that you can talk to about anybody in the world. You know, I've, I've got friends across the pond, and, and that's, you know, how we've always bonded. So it's cool to, to be able to say, you know, hey, you know, we've got a club, and not only do we have a club, but I, I work for that club day yeah. in, day out. So it's, uh, it's, it's truly, truly a special feeling, honestly. Yeah, no doubt. And you're talk, you know, talking about special feelings, you know, Meow Wolf Night, Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, I know Chris and I were there. Josh was there. Obviously, Todd, you were there. Alicia, I don't know if you got to head out there or not. Yeah, you I did? actually did. I was there about an hour early before gates opened. And, you know, the weather was bad, but, you know, what can you do? I brought my rain poncho, yeah. and I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we got there, you know, uh, you know, normally when we're covering the game, you know, we show up, you know, we're there right when the gates open. We're ready to go, you know, we get up to the press box and everything. But, you know, me with my kids, you know, we, you know, brought the whole family. We just, we showed up about 6.30, and delay or not, you know, it just... We watched the the atmosphere, and it just grew every minute up until kickoff, mm -hmm. and it was just incredible, an incredible night. I mean, we've got early goal uh, from Brucey, number two on the season, number two on his career. I mean, and then you know they uh, Austin came back and, and equalized a little bit later on. I mean, for for you guys, you know, what was you going through your head when like when you saw that like a huge high right at the start of the match, and then kind of like I, kind of felt like a drop off there. What did you guys think? Well, I mean, honestly, like, so I saw that from the box. You know, I sat in the box for the first half. So I was, I was playing the role of uh, Seth. <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, when they scored right off the bat, it was like, okay, this is good because they had been creating so many chances in the previous match. So, I mean, obviously, you know, 
the more that they had those attempts, we knew that it was going to go in. So six minutes in, that was great. Yeah. That was a good feeling for sure. And, and the goal was pretty. I mean, off the throw-in yeah. uh, from, from Santi Moore and then right into Chris just on the dribble. And I went back and I rewatched the uh, broadcast, and they were saying, oh, Chris could have taken that shot himself, but he spread it over to Bruce, who obviously yeah. blasted in. So, I mean... Yeah, I went back and watched it like, like, you, like you did, and I, I watched it several times. And throughout the match, Brucey had so much space, either right there in the middle of the box or to the left, or to, in the left, left side of the area, because of the runs that Chris was making over on the right. You could just see Austin pulling, and Brucey was just left wide open there, especially for that first goal. I mean, at least I don't know what your vantage point was. I mean, what did you think about the way we played in the first half? Uh, in the first half, we did have a good game. Um, I felt like it was a bit more stronger than in the second half. That's usually how it ends up going with New Mexico United looking back at the other matches. Sometimes they do tend to shut down in the second half. And that kind of worried me since we were tied at first. Like, are we going to pull out a win? What, what's what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But from what I saw with Bruce, it was a really nice touch. And I really liked it. The same as his first goal. Both goals were amazing. Yeah. The things that I think that I still kind of ponder when I'm watching them is like, okay, so, again, they were far more creative in this match. I mean, you saw so many cross-body shots. You saw so, or cross-body passes. Um, you saw so many crosses. I mean, I looked at the stats. Chris Wiener's credit with four four chances created. Um, so you see that going on. The only thing that I think I, I, it has to be better is, so we got the crosses going on, but we don't always have someone on the other end of them. So there's still some of that disconnect that's happening, or there are times when we've, we're obviously on a run, you know, obviously mounting a run towards an attack, and then we don't, everyone's just kind of chilling. You yeah. Know? And I'm like, man, we, we got to get numbers up. We can't have like just three of you going up and everyone else just kind of posted. You know, so we need, we need more of that. Yeah. You know. it, it seemed to me that whatever Troy said at halftime just really sparked us again. You know, we came out another quick goal. I mean, we're up 2-1 at this point. I mean, Austin's a very good team. Now, they were without a few folks. But, you know, they came out, and again, Okuga got, got, a, got a brace. I mean, again, it's just one of those times where you got that high of getting a very quick goal, getting out getting another lead. And then losing it again. I mean, Chris, I know you got a chance to talk to Troy after the match at the presser. And I mean, what were his thoughts on the how we handled the situ- how we handled the match? I mean, obviously, like you know, he's the disappointment of losing a lead. You know, I mean, that was that was a really big one there. And um, gosh, what else did he say? It's been a couple of days. And I'm like, but <laughs> he, he he was obviously you know disappointed about the fact that they they lost that lead at home as it was. Yeah. Um, but the thing I would add to that, though, is that Austin's known to, like, serve into the box. I mean, that's clear. I mean, that's, that was what the first match was all about. And, you know, we didn't seem to be able to do much to be able to stop that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you know, we, just, we dominated time of possession. We, you know, we were better statistically as far as, you know, being on target. And, it just, and one of the things that I really took away, and I don't know what you guys felt, but I was watching Justin Schmidt the entire time. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, I, I know that uh, we had, the, you know, uh, Brucey got the goal, I know Kavan got the goal, but to me, Justin was the man of the match. I mean, no, I, mean I know Kavan won the, the star man of the match vote, but Justin had 
six blocks and two, two, a couple interceptions and just hit. He just seemed to have incredible vision throughout the night. I mean, it, anyone else? I mean, that's what I saw. And you, know, you could you could see him. We saw him sliding in, you know, blocking shots. We saw him, you know, bodying up against guys. And I don't think we could have asked for a better defensive performance from anybody out there. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I was running around like a <laughs> madman on Saturday night, so I, I saw a total of about thirty seconds of that match. So yeah. I think Tyler is snaggy just by the just. just <laughs> throw that I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're in the, in the same place at the same time a couple of times. But yeah. same uh, I'll leave the the, the game related questions to those of you that were able to watch the game. <laughs> you know, Seth. Despite of last week's man of the match, I'll agree with you this week. I <laughs> <laughs> Don't boost his ego. Don't boost his ego, because I was already going to give him crap for the fact that I thought that Daniel Bruce somehow was man of the match, even after someone gets a brace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to give Okuda the man of the match. Sorry. Not going to do that. I'm like, please don't. Yeah, no <laughs> let's, way. Let's stick it to one side. That's the home team. No, but yeah, um, Justin Schmidt, he did such a good job defensively, and Honestly, between him and Tate, they had such a good connection going back there, and I really love the way they play together. Yeah. It's well, such a strong back four. Well, and Schmidt doesn't get enough credit either because, I mean, you know, the times that folks see Schmidt are the times where defense is way high and then all of a sudden transition comes and the speed beats like our defensive, like, you know, defenders every time. That's what folks see. They didn't see Schmidt, like, have the hell of a game that he had. So definitely think you got to you gotta give him credit. So... I will go ahead and side with you on this. <laughs> it's a unique day. You might want to take a picture or something on this one. <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, it's tough to see, you know, I mean, we, I think all, we all expected wins in both matches. Um, I don't remember what we had our, as far as our predictions for the, for the bold match. Elisa, you actually nailed the, the El Paso match. Yeah, you, I was you, actually surprised about you that. Had, you had that one 3-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations to you on that one. Thank you. But, you know, I mean, it's still four points from two matches at home. We, after the, the long stretch that we had where we, just, we weren't playing well, not at home, you know, as much as we love the Open Cup run, I mean, we really needed good results this week, and we got it, you know. I mean, we knew Austin was going to be a tough match. You know, we've, we were even with them on points coming into it. I mean, they were only ahead of us based on the fact they had one more win. Yeah, I mean they, they actually have a they have a negative two goal differential right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I their their performances have been misleading. Like, I mean, I wrote about it the other day, you know, in in their six losses on the road, they had scored two goals. Wow. Yeah, and they've been held scoreless in four of those four matches. So, but you know, at home they're very good. You know, same same like we are. We're very good at home. On the road, not quite as good. You know, we've got a better rotor record than Austin does, but you know, it was going to be tough. And they played us tough the last time. You know, yes, they had the own goal, but it was a very physical match. You know, we knew Yuma. Yuma got sent off last time, and maybe he'll get sent off again this time. You know, he didn't start, but I, I think it was a very, a very good match for our guys to show what exactly they're capable of. And I think this week is going to could be a really big turning point for the rest of the season as we try to chase down the top three in the Western Conference. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually going to say the turning point happened uh, about a week or so ago. And that was when Brucey hit that banger in the 89th minute in yeah. Sacramento. I think that was, the, that was the one that really flipped the switch for the guys. It got them a really big road win against a really good club. 
Um, and then it really just fired him up for this home stretch. You know, before uh, Wednesday's game against El Paso, we had 10 of our last 12 coming up at home here. Yeah. So that really bodes well for the guys. You just said it. They play uh, on a whole nother level when they're in the lab. Um, and not just when they're in the lab, but I think when, when uh, you know, all the cards are on the table and, and it's winter go home, I don't think there's anybody in, in the West or, or in the East that would want to go toe-to-toe with New Mexico United. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, looking at the, at the schedule coming up, you know, we've got Portland, we've got Los Dos, and beyond that, we still have to play, uh, still have to play Phoenix one more time. You know, and mm-hmm. that and that's going to be the big one. You know, we yeah. we're still we, it doesn't necessarily matter in the in the grand scheme of things, but you know, we're in contention for the Four Corners Cup. We've got two matches left. You know, where if we went out, we win the cup. You know, but it's going to be a tough stretch. Yes, you know, we've got they said we got the majority matches at home. I mean, we've got Orange County, Colorado, Reno, and Phoenix has to come here. You know, we took it to Phoenix when we were out there, you know, within 3-3 uh, was? Yeah, 3-3. Three, 3-3, three. Three, 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 yeah. I mean, what's going to happen when they come here? I mean, I know it's a long ways out. Do we want to, like, way too early predictions on this? Or do we want to wait on that? Wait, uh, on the Phoenix match? On the Phoenix, yeah. I mean, look, just, uh, it's too early, but just Way look, too early. I know. Just I mean, think it's way, way like too early. Let's get the Super yeah. Bowl score right now. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's a little crazy. <laughs> Cowboys winning 35-21. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Tyler, um, I have a show called AMC Sports Beer. We'll have you on, okay? We'll discuss it there, but this <laughs> well, okay, look, but look at Los Dos, though. They were up, what, 2-0? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that was that was going to be surprising until all of a sudden I look at the scoreline again, and it's like 3-2. Can I ask you guys something real quick? Yeah. Scott. Why name your team Los Dos? Did you guys see that Portland changed their name? Well, they're not named Los Dos. That's what uh, I know, but why give yourself that nickname? The nickname? Because they're... Well, Why would you want to be known team? as the, the minor league club? Like I think LA should change your name kind of because like because league. Galaxy is the dope club. What did Seattle? Oh, Seattle yeah, changed yeah, yeah. change their name to Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 See, I wouldn't want to know well, be known as too. the LA Galaxy's redheaded stepchild. Like yeah, but it doesn't work that way though, man. When you're when you're the it team, you know, yeah. not not like the uh, the Broncos or the Cowboys. <laughs> when you're the it team, then it's okay to be like the second installment. Yeah, but how, how would you like to go up to somebody and go, hi, I play for uh, LA Galaxy 2, okay? Like, what are you, a sequel? Like, <laughs> What do you want them to be called, the big dick? I don't know, just call them something else. But like, uh, I don't know if that's yellow oh, card, but that's at least the whistle. Tyler, Tyler, could you issue this man a uh, <laughs> warning? Like, go and write that down in the log for now. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a warning for now, man. <laughs> I just think that. I think that's. Uh, I actually like it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think it's cool. Instead of just being like you know Timbers two or, or T two or. Yeah. I think that's cool. It's a that's a cool little nickname, Los Dos. I mean, who else has them? Okay, so like Los Dos T two. Are there other Atlanta other two? Atlanta United two. Yeah. Uh, Toronto's got a two. Toronto. But they don't have like those. They don't have those nicknames. Red though, right? Yeah. Two. Yeah. But they don't have those. those nicknames. The nickname's cool. Like they should just go as that. But don't be called Galaxy Galaxy two. Like. <laughs> I think mean, you're affiliated with the club. I mean, so yeah, you are, but it, it just it just sounds weird. Yeah. Like, I, I, so I'm gonna go play for JV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, you brought up Portland, you know. So let, let's get into that. Portland's coming up on Sunday. It's a Sunday match. Like, something we haven't seen a lot of. They're win, they're winless in their last five. They're suckers. Yeah, they, they are still uh, five points uh, behind us in the standings. They're only one point behind playoff position. I mean. Looking at how they've played so far, I mean, 
I don't know. It, it's hard to it's hard to really pinpoint how good of a club they are. Who they lose to in the last five? Uh, in the last five, they have lost two. Let's see. Uh, yeah, they're 0-4 and one of their last five. Their losses have come. I got like quality losses. I believe one of them is. I think uh, one of them is Los Dos. Yeah. So let's see. Going back, they lost to Los Dos, lost yeah. to Fresno, lost to Sacramento, and they lost to Phoenix. So okay, okay. all those, playoff clubs. Those are those are legitimate losses then. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened in Portland? I mean, they were legitimate. They were top of the table. You know. After we played them here and everything. Did so. they pull players back from their team back into the, the one team? No idea. That I'm not sure of. I mean, honestly, like, when it comes to MLS clubs transferring players up and down. It's pretty loose. Yeah, there's very loose as far as, the, you know, regulations and what they can and can't do. Well, and, and to more to add just to that one point, I'm sorry to get off track here, but I know there was uh, one of the, I think the Seattle Sounders players was pot for PED here just last I week and got a, a 10 game MLS ban, but he can still train and play with Tacoma. Yeah. So, this, hmm, <laughs> interesting. I think that's more along the lines of, a, of Disco, you know, and their decision and yeah. how, the, how the MLS rules are set up. I mean, I don't think that should be happening, you know. I just thought it was pretty interesting yeah. how loose that is. So, I mean, what, you know, what do we think is going to happen this weekend? I mean, looking at Looking at Timbers at home, they are. Let me pull this up real quick. At home, they're three, three, and four, and they're four, four, and three on the road. This place is like what was Providence Park. This is like the fortress, right? More or less. Yeah, Providence Park. It's got, it's got kind of is that where they're playing at? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say. Like I said, you know, their, their matches recently they lost at home. Uh, let's see where they pull it back up. They yeah lost. The only loss at home was Los Dos in the last five. The other losses were on the road. Mm. So, We heard from Chris Weehan um, in the press conference. He was talking about playing up there in Portland. He says they're playing on turf, so it's going to be faster. Mm. The ball is going to bounce more. Because yeah. um, he's pretty much the only one that's played there. Mm -hmm. um, so he was telling us that expect a faster pace game when yeah. it comes to that ball rolling. And watch out for those bounces, especially with Cody Mizell. Because, you know, that's what... Minnesota did to us was off the bounce. If you guys look real carefully, and a lot of those came off bounces, so oh, yeah. you got to be real careful. Hey, I got a comment just now um, from from Carlos Tenorio one and two. They said that uh, uh, they are the true Los Dos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that with those guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Shout out to uh, Sombrero Man. And Sombrero Man's dead. Yep. Uh, Mr. Sombrero. Coming up yeah, in a little Mr. while, Sombrero. we have fan questions. Tyler, this phone has been blown up all for you. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Is there a digital Tyler? Oh, there is. I don't know. We established that like uh, a few weeks or a few months ago, didn't we? So are we expecting any to see anything different from our guys? Do we see a different rotation? Do we see a different formation? I mean, what we've got seems to be working pretty well right now. I say you see you see Ken in the starting lineup. I think we see Ken. Mm -hmm. Okay. Brucey's in the. Brucey's in there. I think he's so. Eleven. You think we have Ken and Brucey in there? Not the same time. What, what are you gonna do with Santi? Move him inside Wait, and. Put him. As, put his, him and Kevon Freider up front. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so uh, Santi, I think Santi though works better on the flank with space. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's not a he's not a real make a run and, and finish type of guy. He likes the ball at his feet. He likes to create. So let me ask you this, Tyler. So, you know, Troy was saying that they really do like to send things centrally, like just straight up the middle. So that being the case, you ever notice why teams seem to just double up the flanks like that? 
like they double up the flank so Santi can't really get in, but then we're mainly working on the, the two up top anyways. Like what's your take on that personally? Um, honestly, I, I don't think I've really recognized that too much. I, I feel like I've seen our, our flanks getting forward with speed and, and you know, Brucey has been uh, a nice little wonderful addition since he started really getting some playing time out there and we all saw what Santi could do, you know, from the very beginning. So uh, I, I, I don't honestly don't know that I've seen that too much. I just wonder if like Portland came out like with like a five four one, you know, just for that situation, just to kind of tie up some loose ends on the wings and then, you know, also still have pretty good coverage in the middle. Maybe. I mean, I don't necessarily see it happen. They could, but I, that's something that, we've, that we do have to be better at if we do see it is you know, dealing with bunkering defenses. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I don't see, Ken and Bruce both have their, both have their strengths, but I don't see you dropping Santi for either one. No. I don't see us dropping, yeah. you know, we hand to put, you know, Santi up top. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, just looking at how well, the, how well this group has played, I mean, maybe put Josh back in there. But other than that, like, I don't see any other changes that I would make personally. But I think you'll, you'll see the normal squad rotation. You know, yeah. I, I don't think we've seen Devin You'll see play. Hamilton. Is Hamilton back now? Uh, I, I don't think so. I was talking to him on Wednesday. He said he picked up a little bit of a knock, so he didn't. He didn't give us a timeline. He, in fact, he was like, "I don't want to put a timeline on it." So then we'll still have Tete so. like in that swap then. So that's up. good. You know, we don't. You know, that's one thing that we, we don't give enough credit to Troy and the technical staff for is not rushing players back from injury. Right. You well, know, we want these. We want our guys healthy as possible. We're going to be in the playoffs this year. You know. So well, we do we want see Suggs in this match? Probably. Because we didn't see him in this last match. Right? No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Josh back in. That's, that's the one <coughs> change that I could see happening. But, you know, you, know, you never know what, what's in Troy's mind. You know, he's come out with some things. And, uh, you know, pretty much every, you know, when in doubt, trust Troy. Man, I just want to see that, like, legendary 4-3-3 we ran at the very beginning yeah. of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we'll necessarily see that anymore. What? I don't think we will. Trust Troy, man. Yeah, what we've got, what, what he's doing is working. So why go against it? All right. So before we get off Portland, let's go around the table. We'll get some predictions. Uh, Josh, Josh, let's start with you this week. Three two us. Three two. Okay. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you a Dodgers fan? Like, uh, I'm not an Angels fan. Because <laughs> God's chosen team. That's why he calls us the Angels. <laughs> Someone's double. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to go 2-1. Two 2-1, one. Two one, yeah. us, them? Yeah. Why? Well, I'll tell you why, actually. <laughs> I'll tell you why, right? I won't just throw out an answer for no reason. Um, this is why, okay. I mean, there are guys on the team with hot foot. I mean, obviously, we got we got Brucey. We got uh, Freighter, right? We got something more. Like, we're going to get two goals up front, no doubt. I think the reason why they get one is because I think the game is going to get a little chippy and then there's going to be a PK situation. That's that's where I'm thinking they're going to get their one goal front and balance with it. Yeah. So. All right, Alicia? Uh, say 2-0 us. 2-0, okay. You like those shutouts, huh? <laughs> yeah. Clean sheet on the road. Not, that's a bold prediction. I think it is. All right, Tyler, what do you think? Um, you know, I, I like what Chris said. I think I think we're going to score some goals. Um, I, I do think we, we concede at least one. So I'm going to go with a 3-1 victory for United. 3-1, 3-1. all right. Mm. All right, so that leaves me. I mean, I, 
you know, I, I thought, I think I was one of the few that thought we might actually not win against Bold. I think it might have been a draw. Here it comes. Um, you know, Portland's not the strongest team right now. They haven't been playing well. They're not necessarily scoring a lot of goals recently. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go, I think I'd have to say 2-1 us as well. I mean, as much as, as good as our defense has been lately, I think we will concede one. And then I think, you know, with the form that Kev is in and Chris, the way they're playing right now, I, we're, we're going to score some goals. So, and that, that's where I'm at with it. And so, I mean, that's going to do it for, you know, our, our preview and, our, of course, our Dural Motors Red Duck recaps. Uh, so, but before we get, jump to our first break, we've got a few minutes here, I want to talk some EPL. I mean, okay. th- this is part of the reason why you know, we wanted to have Tyler on, you know, just Spurs part, fan that he is. Part of the reason that he wore this kit here. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is something that, that I hope, hoping that we can do throughout the season. You know, and Tyler, maybe you can come back a few times in unofficial capacity, you know, come back as president of New Mexico Spurs. Yeah, don't bring those stars up in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this weekend is the opening weekend for English Premier League. We've all had our clubs, you know, Spurs, Everton, Whoever Chris cheers Manchester, for, Manchester, you, <laughs> Man, Chelsea, and at least I'm sorry, I forgot who your club was. I don't really have a. Favorite. You don't. You will. Oh, you oh man. Look at your no. right. You know what? I'll give you this. I really like how Dele Ali plays. There we go. She's, you guys are done. <laughs> Did hey, you see who the new hot hot shot is on Chelsea? Like, no. Hey, how long does she have to choose a team, Tyler? She's already chosen. No. She no, wait, 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 I haven't no, no. chosen. Hey, look, you, you, you will be, you will be our <laughs> test subject. You've got, you've got time. Yeah, you've got four clubs here. You can yeah. pick for If you become want. an Everton <laughs> fan, then that would be interesting. Man, Everton <laughs> is equal as the Wolves. Like, what? What? Wow. It's equal as the Wolves. Uh, nah, nah, nah. Everton is, is historic. She's trying to make sure she chooses the club that doesn't get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Everton has not been relegated, thank you very much. Uh, so, you know, this weekend, you know, EPL opening weekend, with a lot of fixtures going on. You know, Everton's taking on Palace. Uh, Spurs are taking on Aston Villa. So, I, I don't know about you, but I'm happy to see them back in the premiership. I am so excited. Uh, I don't really care for Villa. I'm just excited that we're we're back underway with the Premier League season. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think uh, who's their manager? Wasn't it uh, Terry or Lampard? One of those Lampard, guys. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that mm-hmm. captain them and or not captain them, but managed them and got them back up. So that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it's you know, and Villa is just one of those historic clubs that has been yeah. around for forever. And th- I think them being back in the Premier League is good for for soccer as a whole. You know. And then, of course, you know, this weekend it closes out with Man U and Chelsea. Yeah, boy. Early season battle of the heavyweights. Right. That's, that's the, the new Chelsea, I should say Chelsea the, the, player. Christian, uh, uh, can't say his last Pulisic. name. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, he was I, on the, the USA. Yeah, men's national USA team. born over there. Then apparently rumors have that they're loving him in yeah. Chelsea. So that, That's what I've heard. You know, I say battle of the heavyweights, but really it's a battle of the wannabes. Neither of these guys, you know, neither of these clubs finished neither. where they wanted to last season. Hey, you, you know, know what? Tran- the transactions that happened this year that were good, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looking at it, you know, what's been big for your for everyone's clubs in the off season? You have big, any big signings? What are the big hopes for this year? I mean, can Tottenham keep uh, making their push? You know, I I think 
Obviously, it was a, a pretty frustrating day on, on June 1st. Uh, you know, you, you hate to see your team lose, and especially when, when you're in the Champions League final, and especially when it's uh, to, to another club that you see fairly often in, in Liverpool. So that was pretty painful for us. But um, honestly, just, just seeing Tottenham in that Champions League final was, was incredible. It's never something that I thought I would see. Um, and, and just a, a scope of the last few years since, since Mauricio Pochettino took over, um, just keeping us in that top four Champions League, you know, year after year. You see the, the patches on the, on the kid had to go yeah. with the Champions League this year. Uh, you know, we're, we're back in it. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, just uh, big signing there with Tongi and Dombele and, and uh, getting rid of a, a little bit of Deadwood. Hopefully we can shore in a, a couple more signings here in the next about 48 hours and change before that transfer window closes, but yeah. we all know how, uh, how notorious uh, Daniel Levy is for being a, a hard negotiator, so <laughs> not really holding my breath for that, but uh, I think we have a solid squad, um, you know, and, and just adding uh, a couple of pieces with Ndombele, I think that's going to be a big help for us going forward, so I, I truly think that, that we'll finish prior on third, maybe fourth this year, um, and, and yeah, I don't really see anybody catching Liverpool or City. Do you see Do you see Tottenham finishing plus or minus seventy one points, which is where they were at last season? Uh, I think we have a stronger squad, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go plus on okay. that one. I, I think so. I mean, I think losing not only losing in a game like that, but just playing in a game like the Champions League final, I think that's massive experience that you know you just can't teach. Um, so. These guys, uh, and then too, you know, Spurs have had a young squad for a long time here for about the last three, four years. I know at one point we had the, the youngest average team in the Premier League. I think that was a couple years ago. So um, signing some real class players, you know, with Serge Aurier coming over from PSG and, uh, you know, Musa Sissoko who, who tore it up at the Euros for France. Yeah, and, nice so good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like I said, and Dombele coming in this year. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we've got a stronger squad, and, and I think we'll do a little bit better than All last right. year. So. All right, so opening weekend prediction, do you Spurs get the win at home? They have a beautiful new stadium. 3-0. 3-0, okay. 3-0. We're, we're going with a beatdown on opening day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a hat trick from Harry Kane. Harry Kane, all right, hat trick. All right, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be watching that. For right. my fantasy team's sake. For your fantasy team, all right. Yeah. Chris, uh, you and Josh are squaring off this week. Oh, by the way, you, I know this is off subject. We had a bet for Falcons Broncos. Next podcast, you are getting a shot of Apple Honestly, Celtics. I didn't even realize that game took place. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was out of town. I was being Chris. Yeah. I mean, right. Chris are now going out of here. I was getting back from out of town. I didn't even realize that, that game took place. But uh, so, I mean, all right, so anything, you big, want, you want to, uh, anything okay. big for you two clubs in the offseason? <laughs> what are your predictions for opening weekend? What's the bet? What's the bet? You I want mean, a shot of apple cider vinegar too? I mean, I drink that stuff, so oh, it's, okay. that's really not going to help you out. But mm-hmm. um, well, let's let's get the score prediction first, and then I'll, I maybe I might cast a bet. It's at Old Trafford, so it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Three two us. Ooh! You're giving yourself. <laughs> oh, wow. oh. You're giving yourself. And it's Ross Barkley, Pulisic, and I don't know. He can't score for. them all. Hudson Adoy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three, two, wait, man, two now. Do they still have Pedro? Well, yeah, yeah. I think William is still there. I mean, if we're, I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to say we're going to win. I don't, because you know it's going to be at least two nil us. <laughs> at least, I mean, I don't know. I preseason looks pretty nice. That's all I'm going to say. Doing a little beat there, and then we just got uh, Mr. Harry Maguire. <laughs> 
Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you got mugged for Harry Maguire. Is what happened. Oh. Hey, the only thing that's frustrating right now with everything going on is like not knowing where Pogba's going to land and then also like they need to go ahead and figure out that thing with Lukaku as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, Pedro's still there. But, uh, but I mean, just reading articles, I mean, they were saying that they were that uh, Ole was conf- confident about uh, Mason Greenwood being someone that could fill in, so they weren't really too worried about if Lukaku doesn't. doesn't Who's Mason out. Greenwood? Mason Greenwood. I've never heard that no, name before. No, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it must be must be real confident. I remember the sem- Premier League isn't it? He's young. He's like seventeen. The Premier League oh, website yeah, is, is yeah. <laughs> Premier League website has given no love at all to Chelsea. There's no picture for Christian Pulisic up there. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, Lukaku is Kovacic is solid. Hey, Bakayoko is solid. Juan Bissaka, Conte. Yeah, I mean, has it just transferred Bashuai. to Real Madrid too? So that's a big hole to fill. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's why they uh, brought on Pulisic though. Yeah. That's his spot. I mean, maybe Bat Shuai gets the third one for you. I don't know. Vegas has it. <laughs> I don't think Vegas has it. Manchester two, Chelsea one. So you should. Yeah, that's why you don't listen to Vegas. I, I don't think Lukaku <laughs> scores at all. So that's just my. Opinion. I don't think it's him either. L- Lukaku is I think Rashford's got one of them for sure. Rashford, yeah, Rashford's really been yeah, a lot better. He's a stud. Yeah, I mean, Lukaku's not the player he was at, at everything. He's, he's just not. <laughs> so I mean. I, Josh, I got to ask you: Is there any chance that Chelsea lets go of Kurt Zuma? Depends. Depends. I, I don't. It's hard to say this this early in the season. I think if he has a bad year, I think they will. He ha- he performed outstanding for Everton past season. Last season, like we'll I, I I'm holding out hope that we can He's get something self. that we can get Zuma done before the end of the transfer window. <laughs> and you know, and then of course you know, uh, of course, you know we're talking about Everton. Uh, we've got uh, who did I say we have? Sorry, I'm looking at all these other names and everything. Um, <laughs> oh, we've got Palace. Uh, it's at Palace. Um, you know, we've made a lot of signings. You know, we we just brought in a Moise King, 19-year-old striker from Juventus. Dude's a stud. He's going to be so. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, we we brought in a new uh, backup keeper. He, he's super talented. I, I think he's going to. He probably won't see a whole lot of time. You know, we'll see him in that. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he's, he's ta- no, listen, no, no, he, he's, he's talented. <laughs> I think I think he's going to push Pickford to be even better than he is. You know, a lot. Uh, he's he's very good. Um, we we also signed um, Bauman. Uh, he's super talented guy. I think shores up our midfield uh, a, a lot. You know, we brought in a new striker, which is a, a position that we desperately needed. Uh, since uh, Lukaku left, yeah, yeah, we have Richarlison, and you know the other guys feeling. I don't think DCL is quite there yet, but you know because he he hasn't quite found that finishing touch. I mean, he's great at hold up play. I think once he finds a bit of confidence, DCL is going to be very good for us in the long run. Hey, yeah. I just got to interrupt your uh, your Everton campaign. That's where you're trying to turn Alicia, uh, man. My, all I can say is my team, we got pop toys, okay? <laughs> I've got, I swear I've got a Lukaku pop toy on my desk. Yeah, right I, I see It's legit. Yeah, you know, pop toys are like so two years ago. Hey. So, and so was Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not worried. We what position did you guys finish last year? Ooh, that's hard. No, that was a serious question. Was it, eight? Was it six? Six. Yeah, I six. finished six. So, well, you've got your pop toys, so you can hold on to those while you're watching your team play on Thursdays. <laughs> it's going to be my uh, my little, uh, my ritual toy. I'm going to so, hold it up. Does United, does Man U improve over last year? 
Yeah, I think so, sure. Where? 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 Where did they improve over last year? Where, okay. To they lost to Andrew Herrera, too. Yeah. yeah. He went to PSG. Look, look, we picked up a defender. We picked up a winger. One Bissau. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to that. I can't wait to have Tyler back home and talk and play as man you. Uh, let's just have him back every week. Because <laughs> yeah. Let's just have Tyler back every week. We'll just, let's add him to the show. I think Premier League is going to be going to be super exciting this year. Um, you know, like Tyler, Tyler, like you said, you know, who's going to catch City? Who's going to catch Liverpool? I don't know if anyone can. I don't think they can. I, those guys are both of those clubs are just head and shoulders beyond the rest of the league. As evidence, I mean, you had the table up from yeah. last year and looking at this. <laughs> I want to th- say one thing though, uh, as far as Liverpool goes. How do you lose one game all season and you don't win the title? Yeah. That is what blows my mind. They That's the New England Patriots. 16 and 0 and you don't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different of scoring metrics there. But, but seriously, looking at these final numbers from the table, City at 98 points, Liverpool at 97, and then in third place you've got Chelsea at 72. Yeah. Like that, 25 point drop off. That's, like that, that's unheard of. Could a team hit it 100 points this season? I'm surprised City didn't last year. Yeah, honestly, I'm very shocked that they didn't. But I, I wouldn't put it past either of those two clubs this year. Honestly, they they don't uh, they didn't lose anybody. They're reloaded. I mean, Liverpool's gonna Liverpool's gonna do what they do, and they're gonna score a lot of goals. And yeah. uh, Man City as well. So I, I I truly don't see anybody getting close to yeah. those two. Uh, Seth, yeah. Seth, I, I want to propose, and Tyler is included. Josh is included. Alicia. Once you get a team, you'll be included too. Um, I, I think that we should have a seek and strike cup amongst our teams, and it should really just be—I uh, don't—I don't know the details yet, but we'll have to iron those out. But I think we should have a seek and strike cup, and it, or should be tracking these uh, these wins. I like that. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've got a home and away every single year, so. Yeah. I think that's right. Let's do it. So, okay. all right, that's gonna do it for us for now. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We do have an ad coming up from Dural Motors. Welcome back to the We Are Secret Strike Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Thanks, Josh. We are back, and we're going to jump right into it. I keep saying it, my favorite segment each and every week. 
This is our full-time fan Q&A brought to you, of course, by our sponsors, Roadrunner Law Firm. Josh, you've been busy manning the phones. You said we, you're blowing up with questions for Tyler. Let's just jump right into it. Let's see what we've got tonight. All right, where do I begin? Egan. Um, <laughs> yeah, Egan was, Egan is. Um, our listener in England. Yes, a listener in England. Egan says, uh, I can't say that word, but you bloody blankers. <laughs> um, he says, you guys are hilarious. You know that the worst team in the league, my team, West Ham United, <laughs> is going to get 12th place this year. <laughs> um, but no, expect uh, West Ham United to upset at least one of you guys. Um, I'm going to go over Everton. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it. Um, I think we lost them last if year. If you're caught dead wearing an Everton jersey where I live, let's just say we'll meet you in the alley in the back of a bar and you'll have nothing <laughs> but earmuffs thrown at you. So, Seth, want to make a trip on down to bloody old England and come and see us? Hey, Egan, I would love to come hang out with you guys. Uh, but he had a question for uh, all of us. He said, um, you guys are talking English Premier, but what about La Liga? What are your favorite teams? He said, let's go Messi and Barcelona. I think that's a big question for Alicia. I, mean, I don't necessarily get to watch a whole lot of La Liga. but Yeah, um, I really like Real Madrid, but, you know, let's forget about the Atletico Madrid game. And But I also really do like some players from Atletico Madrid. I really like how Joao Felix plays. Like, that kid is going to make it big. Yeah. I'm a Barca fan, so. You guys got uh, Griezmann now. That's not weird. fair. That's my favorite <laughs> player from France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just having you know a couple of uh, former Spurs players go over from us and make the big jump over to Real and. Uh, you know, Luka Modric and and Bale and Bale looks like he's on the way out, and yeah. for his sake, I hope he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I got to go with uh, Real Madrid in in that matchup. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for like I said, it's a tough one for, for me to call because I don't get to watch a lot of La Liga, but I mean, I think it's going to come to come down to either Barcelona or Real. Uh, I would I would not overlook Atletico. I'd, I'd say Barca. Yeah. If if we were doing like final season predictions, I got to go with Barca one, Atletico two. Um, gosh, I don't even know if I'd put Real Madrid at three. No. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic, you know, with Zidane. He's He's proven himself. But they get Pogba. They're not going to get Pogba. They would have had Pogba already. <laughs> yeah. <they> wanted Pogba. <laughs> that is true. Money is not an issue to Florentino Perez over there. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Uh, Stephanie, our listener in San Jose, says she's uh, got a sister in Portland, and they are heading up to the game awesome. to watch uh, this weekend. Or Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Um, she said, I'm very excited. Uh, question for Tyler is uh, next time you're on the Instagram, can you say a shout-out to Stephanie uh, in San Jose watching? Uh, on the Instagram, when? I guess next home game I'm pursuing. Oh, when I do those uh, post-match sh- uh, yeah. recaps. I, I'll try to remember <laughs> that. I, I will not make any promises whatsoever. Um, you know, game days are, are uh, pretty long and, and hectic. Uh, so if I do happen to remember that, Stephanie, I will throw your shout-out out. But uh, certainly no promises. <laughs> and then uh, she also added, how come Alicia's not talking tonight? You boys need to shut up and let a woman talk. So that's... Stephanie, you know how Stephanie is. Yeah. She's, she's all about you. So. Uh, we, we appreciate you texting in, Stephanie. I mean, at least uh, 
You are quiet tonight. You're yeah, not, you're I not, am. You're not jumping in on anything like you normally do. You know, so. this Premier League talk is kind of intimidating. I don't really watch Premier League. I do prefer La Liga, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I think we got to get you a La Liga segment. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Uh, so, Sombrero Man, what's this all about, Chris? All right, so the question is, is Sombrero Man single? And he said yes. To, to which he has answered yes. So, oh. if you are listening, ladies, Sombrero <laughs> Man is single. And as long as it's legal. <laughs> what, what is this with you and the singleness? Because on Instagram, you put, I am single. That you're single? I am, but I was like, Are you single? Yeah, I am. But okay, then, like, then I was your wingman. At least tell me about it. <laughs> no, the best, the best wingman don't tell you. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we have uh, another one. This is uh, for Tyler. It says, tell Tyler that Little Miss loves him bunches. Oh, uh, she yeah. wants to know who his favorite fan is. Oh, man, that's not a question whatsoever. It's, it's Little Miss. I, I mean, it's, I, I love you guys, but you, you guys are not even close. Shout out, to, shout out, big shout out to Daylin. She's, she's awesome. You know, she, she keeps smiles on, on all of our faces. I know you guys included, but, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll come and visit us in the office. And they've brought us popsicles and, and snacks and stuff. And, and it's the little things like that, you know, from, from our fan base that, that really shows us how much that, you know, we're appreciated. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, big, big shout out to the, the little one. We, we love her at the press conference. Yeah, she's she, awesome. She, like, levels it. Like, they could have maybe just come off the field, off the pitch with, like, in a loss or, a, you know, some sort of disappointment. And she's just like... Water or Gatorade? Like, yeah. <laughs> she asked the important question. She, is awesome. That she is awesome. <laughs> she is the bomb. Yeah. Uh, next one uh, from Anonymous. Can we get a shameless plug for Mission 22? Ask Tyler what Mission 22 is if you need more details. What is Mission 22, Tyler? I have no idea. I was tagged on, on game day morning, and I was at the uh, at the ball field all day, so I'm not entirely sure what Mission 22 is. All right, so let's pull this up. Mission 22, I'm missing mission22.com. It looks like if Chris would stop taking all the bandwidth on the Wi-Fi here. Chris isn't on the bandwidth, so uh, <laughs> that would be Seth and his uh, Acer laptop from 1950. So it looks like this is a program that's designed to uh, assist veterans. Uh, here at the, t the top of their website, United in the War Against Veteran Suicide. Um, so, I mean, of course, you know, I think it goes without saying, you know, we all support our troops and yes. anything that they do, you know. Um, you know, and I think this is something that we can all I don't know if this is like the, if this has anything to do with like something like the Ice Bucket Challenge or anything like is that. Is this like the 22 push-ups? Maybe? Oh, let's, let's kind of look. Uh, according to the Department of Veterans Affairs study, each day over 20 veterans take their own lives. It takes a community to heal a warrior. Join Mission 22 to let our vets know that they have an army behind them. Your donation dollars assist us in getting veterans treatment when they need it the most right now. Of course. I mean, um, it's always good to help the veterans no matter what you do. Even if you see them, you know, at a restaurant or something, make sure that you at least go over there and tell them thank you for their services to this yeah. country because, you know, I, I, I work with a guy that is suffering with PTSD and stuff like that and just telling him like thank you makes his day you know mm -hmm. and if you see him um, just go to him and just even like the law enforcement fire department anybody that risks their lives for us every day just go up to him and tell him thank you like that's the you'll make their day honestly by you telling him thank you and especially to our veterans hey I just got hit up on a text um, from Somos Unidos News about the uh, Duke City Sun Cup. Have you heard of this yet? 
yeah, so it's uh, an eSports tournament, correct me if I'm wrong, that they're holding, uh, I think, coming up this Saturday, uh, that they're doing like a FIFA tournament for. Uh, it's my understanding that there's going to be some food, a lot of prizes, um, just a, a really good time. So yeah, yeah, that sounds like a really good time. So if you guys aren't doing anything, I think it starts Friday night and goes into Saturday. Um, I would definitely check that out. Yeah, it's at the uh, Duke City beaches. I just drove by the other day. I looked over to my right and saw this like yellow like spot, and I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> so we also got an update on Mission Twenty Two. Mission Twenty Two is raising awareness for veteran suicide. Tyler got tagged. He acknowledged it on air. He has twenty two push ups, twenty two sit ups, twenty two jumping jacks, twenty two twenty two <laughs> days straight. Thanks, Tyler. Hey, you you're welcome. Do you want to start? Do you want to start right now, bro? We'll go ahead and get you on the live. Yeah, dude. Uh, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, who, anonymous, if you're out, uh, if you're listening, um, I just got I, this from Somos Unidos News. So I think they're anonymous. So uh, <laughs> anyway, as I'm saying, you know, uh, anonymous, if you're listening, you know, go ahead and tag each of us in it, and you know, I'm sure we'll all be glad to to take part in this challenge. I'm gonna get know. two of those twenty-two. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I, I have family members who served in, in the service, and you know, without without them, you know, our, our country wouldn't be what it is. So I, I think it's important that we all do whatever we can to help support them. So, so let's do twenty two push ups as a group. As a group. As a group. Okay. <laughs> you okay over there? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. All right. Uh, this is um, from uh, also a Tyler, six years old. Uh, isn't it past your bedtime? Oh, I'm joking. That's me. I'm sorry. He's uh, uh, asking if you guys can have any player from any league come play for the United for one day, or one match, who would it be and why? Uh, that is an excellent question. Yeah. Um, thanks, Tyler. Six years old. He's <laughs> nice. Show. I like that. Yeah, big, first off, thanks for listening. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here. Um, I'm wearing my Tottenham kit, so I'm going to go with Harry Kane. Um, I was, I've seen him play once before uh, against the MLS All-Stars up in Denver. I, I saw him score a goal on the goal in front of me. It was one of the most amazing things that I've seen. Uh, and uh, just to see him wearing the black and yellow would be just a, a, a dream come true, I guess. So I'd, I'd go with Harry Kane. Alicia? I would love to see Griezmann. He's <laughs> 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 I really like I really like him and the way he plays with friends and you know seeing him in black and yellow like that would be amazing that like Tyler said it'd be a dream come true to see him and I've never seen any other team like from Europe I didn't even get to see Cardiff play so yeah. seeing somebody like that it'd be great Chris mm, you know if if I could see someone come out of retirement I would like to see Didier Drogba. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a red card, Chris. It's <laughs> <laughs> a three-minute ban. <laughs> Come on. And man. Josh right has the power to make that happen. Brucey's goal was amazing. <laughs> Watch a Didier Drogba like goal. Did like, he play real. for Phoenix? Why? There's some things that his, cannot be undone, Chris. <laughs> hey, his his reel is amazing, though. You cannot deny that. Put yeah. It. He still wore the Phoenix Rising. Yeah. <laughs> That's a line cross that he can't overcross oh. again. <laughs> Let's move on from that. From that, we're gonna uh, put that out here. Uh, you know, I can I can say Messi. Messi. Say Zoltan, ah. all those guys. Zlatan. I, hey, I, I, Zlatan, Zlatan, dude. Zlatan, yeah. Because he's the Sultan of Kick. Nah. Um, no, but, no, no. Uh, anyway. I'm gonna go with somebody. Um, 
from the USA. I would love to see Tim Howard yeah. come down here and play. And I, I love Cody to death, but you know, to see Tim Howard and Nat for one game before he goes yeah. would be something special. You know, I did not, not know that he was a co-owner of Memphis 901. Yep, yep he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For me, I, I, El Rey, Joseph Martinez. Bring him out. Oh, man. One of the most electric players in MLS right now. That guy's a stud. Yes, he is. Uh, let's see here. Go back. I think we got asked this last week. It's a new one. Um, you guys can hang out with any player. Who would it be? This is from Anonymous. Uh, hang out with any player? I don't know. I mean... Do we get that? Uh, so no, we, 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 we can answer again. Um... Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, like, because there's so many players. Like, honestly, I just want to go hang with Brucey for a day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> someone that speaks English for sure. Yeah, I don't want a translator with me the whole time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, answer the question. Come on, Bradley would be cool to hang out with. Okay, I think that'd be cool. Captain America would be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I said Brucey, so yeah. Um. I would actually say Ronaldinho, okay. just because he is notorious for having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I hang out with Ronaldinho. I'm going to have to change it up here. I would love to hang out with Alex Morgan. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's a great pick. Okay. So would all those guys here in the room, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a very happily married man. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're the only one I'm spoken for. Remember, you're single. <laughs> yeah, but isn't she married? She's married, right? Yeah, she's married. <laughs> What does she want with a guy in Albuquerque, New Mexico? You're right. <laughs> Except your Josh. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Boom. All righty, guys. Uh, hey, wait, I didn't get to answer yeah. my question. Oh, sorry. Dang, bro. Dang. 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 Um, who would I want to hang out with? Man, that's... There's so many players. So I guess I will just say... Zlatan. Yeah. Eh, of course you would. Yeah. Of course, I would. <laughs> of course you would. Of course I would. I second that. Of, yeah. of many people. I Hanging out with a, a deity, dude? Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Josh, what you so, got? Next? We got a couple more. Um, yeah. We had this one, another anonymous. They said, I asked this last week, but now it's Tyler's turn since he's the new guest in the room. Yeah. You get a penalty kick. You get to pick one person in this room who you face it off against. Hmm. Probably Seth. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I take Seth. <laughs> I go top bins. Top bins? Yeah, I don't. Have, I really have the height, so you know, give me there. So. <laughs> oh, he's gonna paninka on you. Yeah, little chip, dude. Yeah. And of course, can't have a show without Emilio. He said, "Sorry, late to the party, guys." Um, he said a couple things. Um, he says, "How come?" Uh, oh man. I hate when people do that. <coughs> uh, it's me, especially when I hit delete accidentally. Oh, oh. my gosh. No, oh, but I, I read his message. Uh, let's see here. He says, Manny Padilla um, has been a game changer um, since his disappearance. Um, do you guys think that coach had a talk with him? I think we've heard this one before. This was uh, after the Phoenix Open Cup match, right? Yeah. Um, would love to see him on the field more. Um, I think he brings a good presence to the field. Uh, what do you guys think? Should Manny be playing more? Um, I think he's improved his game since he disappeared. Um, what do you guys think, especially Tyler, because I know you're close with the team. Ooh. 
Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, kind of what, what Chris was saying earlier. You just trust in Troy, and, and it's not a slight to Manny, but we've got some really good fullbacks. Yeah. Uh, between Suggsy, Manny, Ethan, and Austin, you know, it's, it's hard to get four of those guys on the field when there's only two spots. So I, I, think, uh, I think what the gaffer's doing is, is what the right way to do it, honestly. So, uh, you know, you, with these high-quality players, you don't want to play one too much and, and get them gassed out. So I think the squad rotation is good. Let's guys uh, get a little bit of rest and come back fresh. Yeah. I want to interject a question on that. Um, Tyler, what's your impression of our club not needing to uh, sign any players during the season, while, whereas other teams in the Western Conference have been just going to the market? I'm not, I'm not shocked at all. I'm not shocked whatsoever. I mean, if anything, we have, you know, I've said it a couple times tonight, but we have some real high-class problems. Um, one being that we've got a lot of quality players. You know, there's, there's a lot of this uh, next man up mentality that, you know, whenever you're called upon by, by Troy, you get in there and you do your job and, and you do it, uh, you know, to the best of your ability. And, and we've got uh, a lot of guys that are, that are getting, you know, rotated and you're not seeing a whole lot of drop off. So I'm not surprised at all. And let's see here. The last one. All right. Where do you guys think New Mexico United will fall at the end of the year in terms of playoff position? Around the room, go. Um, I think we get fourth in the table prior to the playoffs. Fourth? Fourth, yeah. I'll say fifth. I don't know. I'm going to go with Seth, fourth. So, Tyler, you don't see us jumping at all from where we're at currently. It's not that I don't see us jumping. It's that the top three teams are so far ahead of the rest of us. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, they're, I think it's, what, like a 12-point gap or something like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Phoenix has got, like, 47 right now. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no way, you know, barring a, a wonderful, a wonder run, you know, like Phoenix is actually on at the moment. If, unless we catch fire like that, I, I don't really see us really catching any of the top three. And, you know, there's a lot of competition from four all the way down to ten. You know, it's, a, it's only a few points. Yeah, I think it's like, like seven five. points between fourth and 13th. Yeah, so the, the table's really tight. Um, you know, but more to that effect, like I was saying earlier, I do see New Mexico United really picking up some points here down the home stretch. Um, I just don't think it's enough to catch those top three. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go fourth. Fourth? Yeah. I like fourth. Fourth is right. Yeah, I mean, you just think about it. You know, we've got the, the, the majority of our schedule remaining is at home. We play our best at home, and you know I, I think that that's going to be a real big boon for us as we close out the, the regular season. Yeah, we just have to pick up three at home because if we start if we keep picking up one, then that home field or that that first game hosting is not going to be much of an edge. Yeah. yeah. That's it. All right. So that's going to do it for our full-time fan Q&A, brought to you, of course, by Roadrunner Law Firm. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be after we'll be back after these words from Roadrunner Law. Where's the call, ref? Yeah, that should have been a yellow. They just never seem to get it right. 
<sighs> and the game continues. If you have been hurt or injured by someone, you deserve the right call. Roadrunner Law Firm specializes in personal injury cases and wants you to get the right call. Raise up a yellow card. If you lost a loved one due to wrongful death, been in a car or motorcycle accident, been hurt by a drunk driver, or been hurt due to negligence of others. If the right call was not made, we'd like to hear from you. For more information, visit our website at www.roadrunnerlaw.com or make the call to Roadrunner Law Firm at 505-444-4321. Welcome back to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. All right, thanks, Josh. We are back again. And, you know, we're getting on to the last segment of our show, and we've got a few topics that we want to just kind of hit on before we, get, before we get out of here. First one I wanted to bring up. So the club unveiled new mascot this weekend. It's Snaggy. Yeah. Uh, is Snaggy going to be making a return, Tyler? Or it? Uh, I think that was just a Meow Wolf night. Just Meow Wolf night. just a Meow okay. Wolf night thing, yeah. All right, well, that's kind of disappointing because, you know, Wigan... Athletic announced a new mascot this, you know, the past week as well, Krusty the Pie. <laughs> I, I mean, did you I, see I, some of those like mascots in that post? Yeah, that was, that was pretty. <laughs> some of those were pretty bad. But I mean, the question I want to put out to everyone, and we kind of talked about in our in our show Slack a little bit. Snaggy versus Krusty in a cage match. Who you got? <laughs> <laughs> One of them, one of them's a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. What's so. Snaggy? He's a s- cosmic kitty. Not right? entirely sure what they are. <laughs> honestly, uh, I think he's got. I think he's more athletic. You know, he's got he's got the moves. You know, I, I think he can get the slip on Krusty. Snaggy does look a little bit more limber. I will say he did. He kind of looks like someone here. Like I don't know. No, I, I don't think. I no. don't think no. There's plenty of pictures that have me and Snaggy Snaggy's in the frame right. at the Snaggy same was time. Was short, oh, no. I, I saw Snaggy on the. I saw uh, Snaggy, Snaggy on the field while Tyler was on the so sideline. Yeah, Snaggy yeah. was very short. I walked very by Snaggy. Short, and, yeah. 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 So I, I, they killed it though. Snaggy did. Yeah. So I think could, you, it, could you answer this question? Is Snag is Snaggy on the staff? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we ever found a spot for him. I mean, you guys saw the, the videos that were released by, by United Social Media Team. And, and by the way, they did a fantastic yeah. job with I those. did. I liked the one with Troy. Like, I thought, you know, for as, as serious as he is most of the time, I was like, wow, he really played that you part. You could really tell, well. though, I think they had to do that a couple of times because he looked like he was cracking up at the <laughs> beginning of it. Like, yeah, I, I will say, though, you know, these guys are, are you know, professional soccer players. They're not, not actors. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I, heard a, I heard a lot of people on the stand say that Cody was like, definitely should go for a movie role anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I think we're all in agreement. Snaggy is going to take Krusty in a cage match. You know, yeah, hands he's down. Gonna yeah. Eat, he's going to yeah. eat pie. <laughs> yeah. He's going to eat pie. So uh, another thing that came out, a uh, big bit of news, is the, the match on Saturday night was broadcast over broadcast television. Um, you know, going from where we were at the beginning of the season, where we were only on USL, or I'm sorry, on ESPN+, Plus, I mean, there was a whole list of channels locally that were carrying the match on Saturday night. You know, the big one, of course, being available in Spanish on Channel Seven Point Two Estrella. I mean, 
what do you guys think about this? Like, what is, what does this do for the for the growth of the club for the, for the fan base here? Uh, I, I think it's a massive, massive step forward for not only the club but for for our state as a whole, making New Mexico United available. Um, you know, over just local TV, I think that's huge. Yeah. Now you don't need an ESPN Plus subscription. You don't need, you know, streaming services and all this good stuff. You can just find it right there on your TV. I think it was a huge, huge step forward for us. That's good. I don't know if you can speak to it. Is this, is this deal with Australia going to be going forward for all the home matches? or? I honestly you know? don't know. Okay. I, I honestly do not know. That's, that's not my, my department there. Yeah. Wish I did. You know, that, was, that was really neat to have them pull that off, but I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I just will put that out there. I know it was a big deal. And, I mean, it, I, it, it's for us watching EPL, I mean, just having one or two matches on every week on, weekend on broadcast NBC is huge. But for the local club to have that connection here and be broadcast across the state now, like you said, that, that's just tremendous for, for exposure. Yeah, I mean, it, it made it just so much more accessible for, for our fans here. And, I mean, we've seen what the reception is at the lab, and, and I know we've all been to watch parties for away games. So we know how hungry the, these people here in New Mexico are for, for this. So I think it's great all around. Yeah. All right, so I got one last topic, and we kind of brought it up in our, in our team Slack, and I don't know how familiar, how, if everyone got a chance to fully read up on it, but the USL came out with some news this week talking about the Academy League and how they are basically renaming the, the playoffs and the, and the format going forward for each of the USL clubs or each of the USL levels to try to make it more of a development process, you know, moving up through that. Uh, basically, everything's going to be, you know, it's going to be called the USL Championship Playoffs, League One Playoffs, and then the Championship Final, and, and so on for each league. Um, I mean, how how effective do we see the USL Academy League being going forward? I mean, USSF already also has the Development Academy, so are these going to be kind of competing with each other, or is this going to be like, is this going to be good for USL to keep, you know, maybe get those folk, those players that aren't necessarily going to be in the development academies for say like Atlanta United or, or LA Galaxy, you know, do we does this again? Is it a a reach to try to grow the sport here in the states? I, I think it's awesome, honestly. I mean, we've talked about for a long time about how the United States, for as big of a country as we are, we're not necessarily on that level of the worldwide. And you know, obviously, there's some sports that we play here in America that aren't really played around the world. So. I think the, the sooner you're able to get these kids involved in it and really start teaching them about the game, I think it's better for the game going forward. Yeah, I was just reading up here. So each academy team will consist of players from the U15 to U19 levels. Dang, that's money. That's like the high school right yeah. there. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that age group right there. And you know, we've already seen it start to pay off with the high-performance program here with, with Gabe getting time against Cardiff. Yeah. I mean, independent from what the USL is doing, you know, the club is already making strides to get those younger players involved and develop them here. So I, I, for me, I can only think that the USL academy system is going to be beneficial league-wide going forward. That makes me speculate, speculate a little bit. Like, if you think about like, what our academy could look like, just imagine that they just pulled like, the better players from New Mexico, right? Because that's what we were seeing, anyways. Like, that'd be like an all-star team. 
more or less. Like it'd be like the all-star state team. Yeah. Just crazy. Alicia, what do you think? You know, I think it's great for kids to get, to be out there and get noticed, especially knowing when I played high school, a lot of the girls had that passion and drive and they wanted to go big. You know, like Brianna Martinez made, um, playing for the national team, like you, uh, 20, you 19, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But you know that you, that's big for them. And it's just great. And with Rush and all these other clubs, like you get there, but it's not that big step forward to be where they desire to be. Well, you mentioned Brianna Martinez, and so mm -hmm. she just played for the Albuquerque FC. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, that's like a good, you know, that's a good example of that right there. Just WPSL, so. Yeah. I, I think anything that USL and the clubs can do to help promote the sport and grow it and develop the players, it's going to make the, the U.S. soccer um, as a whole be more competitive with the, with the other clubs around the world, and it's going to draw other players you know, to the systems here, you know, and my Bruce's Q&A that I did with him, he talked about coming over and you know, guys of his caliber, you know, uh, coming over, it's just going to help build the soccer programs here. And I think that's all there is to it. So. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. I mean, we've had a tremendous show. Thank you to Tyler for being here. We appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us. And you know, as always, you know, our show would not be possible without our sponsors. You know, we want to give a huge thank you to both Thrill Motors and Roadrunner Law Firm for their continued support of everything that we do and, of course, what, uh, what the club is doing as well. And if you are a local business, uh, businessman, woman, you know, or someone even outside of our normal area, and you would like to you like what we're doing here, you want to continue to support us, uh, you want to talk sponsorships, please let us know. You can, of course, email us at seekandstrikepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and you know, if you like what you heard today, definitely go on to uh, iTunes, or rather, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts it is, and uh, Spotify, and do a like, subscribe, and definitely share it. Leave us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you liked and what you'd like to hear more of. And uh, for more of what we do at Seek and Strike Collective, you can go to seekandstrikecollective.com, and there you'll see our blog articles as well as catching the uh, social media tab for our other uh, profile, uh, our other profiles, rather. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the We Are Seek and Strike podcast. You guys have yourselves a great night. We will see you guys next Monday right here on Seek and Strike podcast. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time.